The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find. We were four years Welcome to the Voices of Search Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss the impact of Google's Broadcore update. Joining us is Jordan Cooney, who is an SEO strategist and advisor to search metrics. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings, and AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Okay, on with the show. Here's my conversation with Jordan Cooney, SEO strategist and advisor to search metrics. Jordan, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Ah, Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me back. Uh, Excited to continue our conversation about what seems to be update season. It's not Wabbit season. It's not duck season. It's update season. I only wish Google would actually issue licenses so that you could participate in these seasons, but they don't do that yet. We've all got a license to optimize here on the Voices of Search podcast. And yesterday we talked about core web vitals and the update that's been rolling out and how it's difficult to figure out how core web vitals has impacted the SEO community because Google rolled out a broad core update at the same time. So can we tell what's happening with the broad core update or is it all just muddy water everywhere we look? No, we can absolutely tell what's going on with the broad core update. The oh, uh, the swing, yeah, I know, right? The swings and the shifts in positioning and rankings are are far more volatile than than you would expect. And and there are also that's interesting. I mean, there's been a couple of different reports from industry leading publications that like the swings aren't as big, the changes aren't as huge, but I think there's a couple of reasons for that. The first one is that we're not looking in the right place. Two of the big changes that have occurred in this broad update are how Google treats spammy or thin or useless content and how Google positions assets 
in the search results, assets being like featured elements or answer boxes, uh, video carousels, things of that nature. And so that's a big difference in this is that there's an experience change as well as a rank position or content quality change. So what I'm hearing from you is that with this broad core update, Google has attacked some of the thinner spammy content. There's a content quality update and they're also playing around with the user experience, figuring out what to put on their pages, the Google search landing experience. Correct. Yeah. So talk to me about who this impacted. What were some of the sites that were impacted because of thin content? Yeah. So some of the sites that were impacted due to thin content was a good collection of e-commerce players. So I think Google just came in and cleaned up scenarios where they were very unhappy with pages that have very competing interests, pages that were too similar to one another. So Amazon, eBay saw some really big downswings due to the cleanup efforts of thin content, let's call it. Is this the difference between having a page that's for the white iPhone and one for the black iPhone? Is it... Bingo. Right. Duplicate or hybrid versions of the same page. That's exactly it. That's exactly what they did here. The other really interesting thing, and this is a broad sweeping component of the quality update, and again, thin or or duplicative scenarios is Google. And I think more of this is just on Google than it is on anybody else or any of our listeners is they like cleaned up a lot of internationalization issues. So they really swept through Google's prioritization of a non-US site showing up in US Google or vice versa, a US site showing up in the UK or other countries. So Jordan, let me ask you, Google recently launched the MUM update, which is essentially an improvement to its understanding of content, natural language processing. And and part of that update was Google has the ability to now understand content in a different language and present it in the right place. So, you know, are the two related where Google is stripping out your German content that's being presented on your U.S. website just so they can translate it back using MUM? Or why is this happening? Ben, you are spot on. I'm impressed more and more often by your ability to connect all these things. Oh, stop, stop. Okay, go on. (laughs) It's true, though. We are seeing MUM in action during this core update. And and I don't know if anyone else has has written about this. I've read a lot of stuff out there about this update. But this is mum in full force, cleaning up the syntax of a search query in the relationship to a non-English or multilingual piece of content. And ultimately, mum being the newest way that Google uses AI to understand information, they're putting it into action and they're showing the result by cleaning up scenarios where, say, you know, Pinterest in a, with a foreign language set of, of content is showing up in a different country. Or another good example is Apple. Apple saw big shifts and changes within their app store content and whether one app should be in this country or another country, right? Because some of these apps are published in different countries and different markets. Uh, Another good example of this was the universal cleanup of a lot of these uh, dictionary sites and this dictionary information that is showing up universally across all languages. And, And it's really interesting. I think Google is leveraging mom to understand what information matters most to that search query and those users. Google is also changing some of the search results landing page experience. What have we seen that is impacting the user experience? Yeah, so this is where things get 
really interesting. And I have got some really good data for folks here. In the last two weeks, so this update, by the way, and we didn't start our our episode on this. This update started on July 1st. It ended on July 13th, I believe. So about a two-week span where Google was releasing this broad core update. And there are two really interesting SERP feature scenarios that have radically shifted. The first one is the huge increase that we've seen in site links. And I really think that Google's being very intentional about wanting to showcase more site links, in particular, showcase more site links more often for brand and non-branded scenarios. And site links for everybody, it's, it's the set of, it's the pack of links that show up below a domain. So you might have like Amazon and then you have like sign in or sign up, or you might have like shop a category or two. And so Google's become more deliberate about featuring more site links. And the second one and the craziest one is the massive decrease in video. Video specifically in terms of the video carousel and the video element showing up in the server. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. All right. So Google is trying to put more content about links into their site. You know, I'm looking just quickly at MarTech Podcast just to see if some of my links have changed for my other show, the MarTech Podcast. And what I'm noticing is that the experience is very different. It's not this giant chunk, this batch of links with descriptions of what each page is, there are little quick links. Below the MarTech podcast list, and it just says about, it says listen, it says what is MarTech, it says speakers. Some of the primary links that are on my website are just showing up as links so people can navigate deeper into the site. Is this a user experience that's just happening for me, for my website, or is this something that's been rolled out more broadly? This is something that's been rolled out way more broadly. So Google, and I believe that, again, this has something to do with mum. Google's ability to understand the syntax of branded search has become far more sophisticated. It's become far more sophisticated, not only in terms of the amount of brands that they're able to be aware of, like the MarTech podcast and the podcast being a brand in and of itself, but they're also becoming more sophisticated in their ability to showcase site links in more ambiguous scenarios where users are trying to transact themselves to a specific set of the section of a site, right? And so 
that's really what, what's really unique here is SiteLink has now become a new featured element that is empowering searchers to get to where they want. And we've talked about this in a lot of different ways in previous episodes where Google is isolating very subsets of content on a page. In this scenario, they're isolating very subset experiences on a site to send people to certain places. You know, I'm going to correct myself here. When I was thinking about the user experience that Google had, what I'm thinking about is the paid ads where they have their site link extensions. Whenever you have a paid ad, you basically get your one link and you could put four other extensions below it to take up more real estate and navigate people to a link within your site. Google is essentially replicating the experience that they have for their ads. They're taking up a little less real estate to do it. But with a search result, they're now adding links that allow you to do a little deeper navigation and they're deciding where that content should go. Now, Jordan, is there a way that you can modify or suggest to Google what those links should be? I mean, there are some ways, but I think the biggest thing is really having a very clear structure on your site where you, you know, a lot of sites even block their own sign in and sign up. They know index those URLs and pages and now this is becoming a very relevant and important thing. So, so being very clear with, within your site structure that the transactional experience is transactional being like something that a user has to engage with, right? Like a sign up or a register or a newsletter link, something like that. Those elements and those experiences are accessible to Google and Google is aware of where they are on your site. And so I think that's what's really important. There. Jordan, you also mentioned that video has been something that's been less prevalent. Is this just podcasts taking over the world or why is Google showing less videos? My guess, can I make a guess? It's my podcast. I'm going to make a guess. Sure, sure. Look, Google just is hiding less videos because all the videos that are out there are on YouTube and they're scared of antitrust. That's the thing that's still going on, right? (laughs) Yeah, that is still going on. That is still going on. I actually think, funny enough, a few years ago, Google gave this huge priority to video and it was really in an attempt to reduce spammy sites and just show some video options within the within the SERP. And really what Google has done here is they've reversed that behavior of let's use our video element to reduce the exposure to spammy or thin or useless content. And they've said, hey, let, let's not use that as the, the substitute. Let's actually use other domains that we feel are more relevant based off of having mum and mum there to help prioritize different sets of content or better prioritize what would be most relevant to users. And so that I think is really the big change there is that Google has kind of deprioritized the use of the video uh, featured element, as well as the video carousel and other experiences in mobile with real blue links, which is, in my opinion, a great move on Google's part. All right. So Google is taking some of the fidelity out of the search results by removing some videos and they're adding more links. So essentially we're changing fidelity for utility, which in theory makes sense for a search results page. That said, I want to flash forward and I'm going to ask you a question we normally reserve for the end of the month. Who's the winner and who's the loser from this algorithm update? How Who has this impacted the most? I think this is a really important takeaway for everybody. Because some folks are probably out there going like, where the hell is my traffic? What's happened? Or where are my rankings? What's happened to my rankings? The biggest loser out of this whole update is Google. It's Google themselves. They have taken not only YouTube down in terms of priority and its prominence in the SERP. They've also taken themselves as a site, Google's other elements and experiences, 
massively down in terms of priority here and have shifted the focus on diversity and inclusion around different assets and options. And I think Google's going to test this now for the next couple months and see what's happened. But I really think that the biggest quote unquote loser, and if you're an, if you are the SEO for Google, you're not having a good day today. I mean, it, it's remarkable, but both Google as a property and properties that they own like YouTube have seen massive downswings in presence in the SERP. Can you just imagine being the SEO at Google and having to go to your boss and be like, I don't know, the algorithm changed. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that just so happens that it's the algorithm that your company controls. John Mueller sitting in the background kind of nodding. It did. It did change. Exactly. Exactly. So, okay, Google has deprioritized some of their own content. Let's see how long that lasts. Maybe it isn't. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. But you know what? We're going to talk a little bit more about the future and what you can expect in tomorrow's episode. So that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, SEO strategist and advisor to search metrics. We'd love to continue the conversation with you. So if you're interested in contacting Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes, or you can contact him on Twitter. His handle is JT Cooney. That's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you can visit his website, which is jordancooney.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions, your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing, getting insights in your podcast feed. We're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember the answers are always in the data. 